in this episode of Northwest Nerd. I was bitten by a radioactive slinky and therefore had the proportionate strength and powers of a slinky. Stairs were my one weakness. From oddball lamps to an odd mall, a conversation with Captain Slinky. Hi there, I'm pop culture journalist Dyer Oxley, and this is Northwest Nerd, telling the stories that make us nerds, interviews, and more. How to describe Captain Slinky? Okay, well, for starters, he makes these lamps. The kind of lamps that, I don't know, your run-of-the-mill normie out there would maybe cock an eyebrow over, but for fans... You know, a lamp made from 1990s Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle VHS tapes? Calabunga. Or a lamp made from a giant Incredible Hulk action figure with a Pikachu head painted gold? Yes, please. Or, or what about a lamp that looks like a pole dancing Barbie doll with a Triceratops head? Also painted gold gold. You get the idea. So it's no surprise that this creative lamp maker is the latest mind behind the Odd Mall. Okay, so if you haven't been, the Odd Mall also needs a little bit of explaining. The Odd Mall is all of the great DIY crafters, all of the great indie seller booths at a Comic-Con, but with an emphasis on the peculiar or the offbeat wares that you find there. There is a kind of weirdo character that the Northwest is built on here. So I caught up with Captain Slinky, a.k.a. Brian. That's more more of his secret identity, so don't spread that around. I had a conversation with Captain Slinky to ask him, uh, what the hell? Is it lamps and others, or is just lamps the most popular thing you do? Because I feel like there's, the lamps are pretty evident of what you do, but there's more going on in the booths whenever I see you. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, uh, uh, boy, Captain Slinky's story is way too long. I owned a comic book store up in Anacortes in 1991 called The Escape from Reality, where I funded the, uh, the high school art club. And they made a comic book hero for me called Captain Slinky. I was bitten by a radioactive slinky and therefore had the proportionate strength and powers of a slinky. Stairs were my one weakness. Uh, so I did that for a while in the 90s and then uh, stopped. Then when I moved down to the Seattle area, I started selling stuff at conventions, just toys and stuff, toys and comics. And I used the Captain Slinky name on my business license. And then I kind of stopped doing that. And then I started making the lamps and decided I'm just going to call it Captain Slinky's Weird Lamps. I'm going to stop you right there. Sure. You started making weird lamps. <laughs> uh, th- okay, this is this is just a big jump. You have a comic book shop. You help art school kids out there in Anacortes. How the heck does the lamps even enter into this? W- where did that begin? Gotcha. There is an artist out there uh, whose name is uh, Ben Riddlebarger. 
and he does all sorts of weird, awesome artwork type of stuff. Different projects, because he's, you know, ADHD, he needs to leap from project to project all the time. Uh, and he had made just like a very small batch of these lamps for a very fancy art show that he was doing. And the one that he made was uh, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi having a lightsaber battle with a flying shark. And, it, and he spray painted it gold. And for some reason, when I saw the picture of that, it just went, oh my Lord, that, that's exactly what I want to do. Because I, all my life, have been buying all these broken toys to fix. Why broken toys? Because I want to be Santa Claus when I grow up. Uh, that's why I got the beard and everything, really. And, and, and the body type for it. <laughs> but yeah, it's just, I, I see an orphaned toy somewhere. I see a toy that's broken and depressed. I want to fix it. I want to make it a toy again. But there were a lot of toys that I just could not fix no matter what there was. So I ended, I'd end up with like, oh, wow, this is a really cool uh, top half of an Incredible Hulk. This is a really cool bottom half of a... Uh, Maybe I'll find the pieces for it later. But then when I saw Ben Riddlebarger's lamps like that, I thought, oh, wait a minute. I could just stick these together in any old way that I want to. And, and that's how the lamps were and that's born. How the, and so, yeah, when I saw that he had made a thing from discarded toys, I went, that's it. That's what I could do. So I just made, like, one or two of them to begin with. Uh, and I sent a couple to people across the country going, hey, what do you think of this cool lamp? And... Uh, they really liked it, and they said, you should sell those. So I started making some up to sell at toy shows that I was dealing at. And uh, I kind of made a deal with myself, like, okay, if I can sell at least half of the lamps that I made in this one show, I'll keep doing lamps. And that show, at the very last minute, uh, Greg Smith, uh, writer on the uh, Junior Braves of the Apocalypse... And his wife, Ann Smith, of uh, Retro Emporium Kent, they were at the same show with me, and they bought the lamp that was the deciding factor on whether or not I was going to make lamps or not. And that was like 10 years ago now. And the rest is history. <laughs> I love that store, Kent. Me Retro too. Emporium, by the way. I am uh, kind of like a silent fan of them, because I, they have a booth at the cons, <laughs> usually, and I always know I can go to them and find Star Trek trading cards yes. anytime. And I... I as much of a nerd that I frame all my next generation cards, put them on the wall. So they're like my go-to, but no, great store. Shout out to Kent Retro Emporium. Yes. Uh, let's move on to the Odd Mall because I feel like that's an extension of the Odd Lamps that you were doing. It really is. Well, it all started in Ohio uh, with a man named Andy Hop. Uh, Andy is an artist. He he's an I can't remember the name, but he, he created a a fantasy world that there's a role-playing game around his fantasy world stuff. Very interesting artwork and stuff, but he found he would do craft shows or art shows, and his artwork just didn't fit in. You know, Because when you're doing a craft show or something, it's usually like the Ladies Auxiliary, Elks Club, and Bake Sale type of a thing. And so you've got aprons, and you've got pot holders, and then you've got him with this weird picture of an eyeball creature... Uh, that's part uh, uh, Grim Reaper or something. And it just doesn't fit in, and people kind of skip by it. So Andy decided he wanted to make a craft show for the people that don't fit in at those other craft shows. A, a craft show for the Odd and Odd Mall. So then his brother, 
David Hopp, uh, who lives here in, in Washington State, uh, had seen that Andy was having success with that back in Ohio, and he told his brother, hey, I'm going to do that in Seattle. Didn't really ask him, just said, I'm going to do that. And so they came to the agreement that they would do that. And David Hopp ran the show for seven years, I do believe, uh, here. They, they got a pretty good reputation, then they also had a bad reputation. Not a very good... Uh, uh, his personality, he's a great guy when you get to know him, but you got to get to know him type of a guy. I've heard that before yeah, about, yeah. about me. <laughs> exactly. I think we've all heard that about ourselves. Uh, so uh, during the pandemic, uh, David had basically, he had, he had blown through all the money that he had taken for shows before the pandemic, you know, just trying to stay afloat. And so we approached him and said, hey, we love Oddmo. Because Oddmo was the first big craft show that I ever did. Like before it was always toy shows that I would also sell lamps at. Uh, but this was the first time that I did just lamps. And I did great at it. And every time we did an odd mall, it was the best feeling in the world. It was home. It, it's our absolute home base of a craft show. And so when he was thinking of folding, we said, hey, we want to take it over. And so we made some financial arrangements with him. And he's helping us get through all of the... Uh, booking venues and making sure that it's all legal and on the on the books and everything and me i'm just the personality i'm i'm mr outgoing outspoken ready to be the personality the face of the corporation and so we've just been going around because we had been selling the lamps forever we've got so many connections personal connections with other people that make beautiful stuff all throughout the pacific northwest that just doesn't fit in anywhere else we, we invite them over, and we have our shows. The reason I like it so much is that it feels more Northwest than any of the craft shows that you usually go to. What you The way you put it is right. Like There is a certain thing that you expect at a craft show, but I could go to New Jersey or I can go to Florida and see that same craft show. Mm -hmm. But if you go to the Odd Mall, you know that that, that Northwest weird, mm -hmm. like that thing that defines us as a, as a regional character, that's Odd Mall right there. I don't think a lot of people get that. It's almost going back underground again as, mm -hmm. as Washington goes through even more changes and so forth. But like, if you want to see it, if you want to experience it, it's right there at Odd Mall. What is uh, your piece of advice that you would give people who want to get into this, what I like to call the geekonomy? <laughs> you know, it's vendors, yeah. it's cosplayers, it is people who plan events it's everything mm -hmm. of this economy that kind of travels around this fandom base someone wants to get into that and become an entrepreneur uh what is what is your advice that you would give them boy my advice for that is to do what you know and what you love more than anything else because that's exactly what has been missing for a lot of years because people will try to um, you look at some of the people that will sell things like, uh, oh, I saw that on Etsy. I can make that thing on Etsy and make a lot of money on that thing. You know, like uh, maybe vinyl stickers for your, the window of your car or something. And if you're a person that's selling those vinyl stickers that you just got the patterns off the internet, if a customer comes up and says, oh, wow, is this from Buffy Season 7? And you go, I don't even know what a Buffy is. I just sell the things. You're not going to be successful. You have to be as passionate 
You have to be the most passionate person about what you are selling. And you have to let your passion be contagious to, to everybody else. Become the expert on that thing that you sell. Thank you, Captain Slinky. You can follow him on Instagram and see what he's up to. There are odd malls held throughout the year, often around spring, sometimes the holidays. So keep an eye out for that. Moving on from one event organizer to another, I am going to pull in Lilac City Comic Con's founder, Nathan O'Brien, for this episode's segment of Random Fandom. You know, this is the random fandoms things that we all keep close to our heart maybe folks know about them maybe folks really don't know about them i've been wearing a shirt that says give quiche a chance for a while now and nobody really has a clue what that is all about that's my random fandom i guess so when it comes to nathan o'brien however He's got some pretty decent nerd cred. I mean, he did start up Lilac City Comic Con, among a few other events. So let's join him to find out exactly what's on his mind. I tried to get caught up on certain shows over the last year and a half or so of things that I knew were good, but just maybe didn't have time for. And But I obviously had a lot of free time and uh, from different people recommending it, but they ended up having the two, my two favorite shows now have a similar connection. And one of course is uh, Cobra Kai, you probably hear that a lot. <laughs> and it, it struck so many chords because there was, uh, you know, this connection of me growing up and watching uh, Daniel LaRusso and the Karate Kid, you know, right. I was that, around the same age as, you know, um, when that came out and it was struck a chord that I was like, I had to go back and rewatch the originals. And it was like I was, you know, nine years old again watching those. But then, uh, so that that's an amazing series. But then uh, also, I guess, in the kung fu karate realm, Warrior, um, it was pre- previously on Cinemax. Yes. And now it got picked up by HBO Max. And they're going to do a third season based on the original writings uh, from Bruce Lee um, about uh, immigrants com- uh, coming to uh, San Francisco and still, you know, uh, still being used as, you know, slave labor. And then there was rival gangs and... So it's a lot of amazing uh, stunts and martial arts, great cinematography, choreography, and um, it's just so epic on a TV scale. And it's just like, you can't sit there and just you just gotta watch it, watch it all. Thank you, Nathan, for that. Nathan has been a really great supporter of Northwest Nerd over the years, so I'm always grateful. Anytime I can pick his brain about anything. And okay. I think that's going to do it for this episode of Northwest Nerd. Music in this episode was Hum OK by Gable. Northwest Nerd's theme music is by the Hoot Hoots. Don't forget to follow on social media, like on your podcast player. Basically, if you got some love, we'd love to see it. And until next time, this is Northwest Nerd. Northwest Nerd.